Hey, we are talking small things, big difference. And I'm going to talk tonight about something that if you did it, it would be less than 1% of your time, but that would make a massive significant difference in your life. Less than 1%, actually 0.06% around of your time. And it is, it is what we call connect groups in our church. It's what we call, so the way I've worked it out is if you spent two hours once a fortnight going to a connect group. Now, some connect groups are about an hour for breakfast and they're done. Others go on a little bit longer, but based based around that idea of two hours once a fortnight, uh, you'd find that something significant over a period of time, a little bit as I was talking to Jai there earlier, you don't necessarily know it's happening while it's happening, but when you look back over a period of time, you realize that my life is been changed by the people that I've hung around with. Less than 1% of your time, two hours a fortnight across a year, that's, that's crazy, all right? And so uh, I want us to just have a look tonight at the concept of connect groups. Now, you might not go to a connect group yet. A connect group is a, a, a small group that meets in our church and gathers together. Um, every fortnight we have groups. We've got, actually, can you stand up? If you're a connect group leader here tonight, why don't you stand up so we can just see all these great people around the church, all right? We've got like a whole stack of youth connect groups over here who meet on Friday night. What's the best thing about your connect group, Keegan? Presence of God. Presence of God. Okay. Alex, you've got like a young adults girls one, right? Yes. What's the best thing about yours? Um, Connection. Connection. When do you meet? Friday nights at 6.30. Friday night, 6.30. So any, any young lady here between 18 and 25-ish, turn around and say hello to everybody. You could go to Alex's connect group. Okay. Katie, I hear you have a connect group. When's yours meet? Mine's on a Wednesday night. Yep. Okay. Um, for young girls. Young girls. Yes. Okay. So young adult girls. Same. So you and Alex, uh, if you're a young adult girl, come and see you. Susan, you and Neil, I hear, have one of the most pumping connect groups going. Uh, when, when, when's yours? Monday nights, Monday seven, night. o- 7 o'clock at ours. Okay. So, all right. So there's all sorts of connect groups. You guys, just have a look at these guys. And if you think they look like nice people, and you don't go to a connect group yet, go up and see them afterwards and you could go to their connect group. All right. If they don't look like nice people, then don't go and tell them they don't look like nice people. Just just don't go to them at all, okay? Uh, but connect groups, less than 1% of your time. The whole, the whole idea of connect groups is based on the Bible idea out of Acts chapter 2, verse 46 to 47. And it says they worship together at the temple every day. So they got together in a big group every day for worship and prayer and, and, and the Word of God. And they met in homes for the Lord's Supper, okay, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Who has a whole lot of joy at your connect group? Okay, okay, good. Great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. This is a description of the early church. The early church, when they had the power of God pour out on them, uh, they, they met, they, they went to the temple regularly, like daily, and they met in their homes regularly on, on a regular basis. So there's two things going on. There was this celebration of the preaching of the word, of prayer, of worship, and really of loving God. And then there was a gathering together in, the, in each other's homes for the loving of one another and the encouragement of one another. And those two tracks are the pivotal tracks for every Christian. These are the two tracks that your life 
life with God will, will, if you put on those two tracks, I come to church on a Sunday and I'm gathered with believers during the week. I come to a church on Sunday and I gather with the believers. If you put your life on that track and you go, I'm making this a commitment in my world, you'll, you'll be amazed at the transformation that happens in your life. All right. So I want to have a look at just three things tonight that will happen if you commit to a connect group. Commit to a connect group. Not just, not just all optional, will I go or will it be good for me? But actually, no, I'm going to commit to a group. This is what will happen for you when you make a commitment to a group. All right. The first one is you will experience healing and freedom. You will experience healing and freedom. Now, what does that look like? Here's, here's what I've discovered. And I, I discovered this uh, through looking at the story of Lazarus. Lazarus got raised from the dead, right? Jesus spoke his word, and it's in John chapter 11. Jesus spoke this word to a guy who'd been dead for four days. He was obviously smelly, and he was wrapped up in grave cloths. And so that, what they would do, in, in, we went to Israel, we saw where they buried people, and it looked like this. They would wrap them all up, embalm them, and then when their flesh had all disintegrated off, the bones were left and they would bury the bones somewhere else. That was, that's the way that they would. So when Jesus was buried in the tomb, he was, he was wrapped up in this white cloth and, and then he was embalmed and so that he wouldn't smell and it was an open cave and then he, his, the body would deteriorate and then once it deteriorated, you'd have these bones. That's why Abraham said, I don't want to get buried in Egypt. When I die, uh, take my bones out of this place. Okay, So that was the, the Jewish way of burial. It was a two-phase process. So Lazarus was in the first phase. He'd been dead for four days. He was wrapped up in grave clothes. And so Jesus came to do this miracle. He, he commanded, he said, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus rose from the dead and he walked out like the mummy. You know, you've seen the mummy, all right? All wrapped up in grave cloths. And then Jesus said something interesting because he came alive. He said, loose him and let him go. You'll see it here. Loose him and let him go. This is what I found. I've found that when you come alive spiritually, it's, you come alive spiritually based on a revelation of who Jesus is, that he died on a cross, that he rose from the dead, that he forgave my sins, that he's changed my life. So as a, as a result of that, that word of Jesus, I come alive spiritually. I was dead, but I've heard Christ, and now I come alive spiritually. Now I begin that relationship with God. You might be here tonight and you don't have a relationship with God. At the end of the service, we can pray and you can begin a relationship with God. And simply, your, your spiritual deadness cut off from God. That's why you don't hear God talk to you. That's, that's, why, that's why so much of the Bible doesn't make sense. If you're spiritually dead, it doesn't make sense. But when you become alive spiritually, it starts to make sense. So that can happen in a moment if you receive Christ into your life. But interestingly, if we go back to that verse, he said, loose him and let him go. Here's what I've discovered. It's Jesus word that transforms me, to, that brings me alive, but I need others to remove the grave clothes that have got around my life, my thinking, my habits, my behavior. I need someone else. See, Lazarus was, I can't lose myself because he's all wrapped up. He's just been dead. He's probably got some, you know, things dying. He's, I'm not sure. No, it would have all come back to life. He's, he's just, you know, he's there. And I don't know. He, he walks out all wrapped up. Comes out of the grave. And he's there. And, and he can't lose himself because he's tied up. So he needs someone to come along 
to loose him so that he can start to live the life that he was destined to live now that he's come alive. And this is what happens for you and me. When we get born again, we, we've got all this stuff or we've got, we've, we've got all these things around our mind. We've got all this stuff around our habits. We've got all these things. And yes, we've come to Jesus. We're starting to feel this life. But I, I've got all this unforgiveness. And I've got, I've got all these judgments that I make against other people. And I've got, I've got all these habits, you know, around me. The way I deal with people. I karate chop them when they cross me. Someone, I'm not sure who would do that. I've got, I've got habits, I've got thought patterns, I've got, I've got all sorts of things that I do because, of the, because it was like my coping mechanisms of being spiritually dead. I've got all, I've, the, the family you've grown up in might, might have been messed up and so you've got models of what family, of what marriage looks like, what parenting looks like, what, what anger management looks like, what dealing with pressure looks like, how, how, how we fight unfair, how we say all these words. So we've got all of this stuff wrapped around us and yes, now we're spiritually alive but we've got to start to get spiritual, we've got to start to get loosed. And what I've found is I cannot loose myself. I need somebody else to loose me. I need some friends to loose me. I need some people to pray for me. This is why the Bible said in James, it says, um, confess your sins to one another that you might be healed. There's something about the realness. You gather together in a connect group and you start to talk and someone talks about their journey and what God's done in their life, and, and something inside of you goes off and thinks, maybe that could happen for me. And, and you just, at the end of the connect, you say, can we pray for someone, right? And we're, and we're praying for one another. And over a period of time, we begin to just get all this old stuff off us. We, be, we, we no longer think like that. We used to be stingy, but we've heard people talk about their generosity, and we got some grave cloths taken off us. We got some, some dead thinking taken off us. We just, we got around people and we got loosed. When you be, be part of a connect group, you experience healing and freedom, healing and freedom. You you come to church and your role model, you know, you, you're around others and you're starting, you know, you're a new married couple and you're hanging around other married couples and you're like, oh, you're not supposed to call each other those sort of names. I remember when we first got married, one of us would call the other names. One, one of us, had a, and it was modeled in her family relationships. Uh, one of us, oops, oops, uh, their, their family relationships. That person, that person would, would call the other one an idiot at times. That person would say harmful words at times. It was based on their previous experiences. One of us until Jesus showed them a better way and set them free. And um, anyway, I'm just digging myself into a grave here. But who's glad Pastor Dan got set free? Come on, help me, help me here tonight. Who's glad? Now I've got, uh, Teresa's going to karate chop me. Dan is going to whack me later on. I'm in a lot of trouble. Marita, I love you, please. You're awesome. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you, you commit to a connect group and you experience healing and freedom. How many know we need to get our minds renewed all the time? All right. The second thing is, they, they all, the three of them start with E, so you can remember them. We'll be a little test later on. The second one is you get to enjoy friendship and hospitality. 
Friendship and hospitality. I love it. Our, our small group, our group's on this week where we get together. We do potluck dinners. Uh, that's not pot dinners. That's potluck dinners. Just for some of you, a little more grave cloths need to be removed because that's not how we, we do it now. It's different, all right? And so we, we're getting together. You know who you are. We're getting together. And we're gonna, and people will bring different meals along. And so we, we have a, a group with a group, some of the pastors. We come together, and the kids come together, and, and, and different food comes along. And it's just this, this it's, uh, different food comes along. It's all right. It's all right. And, and I look forward to it because we sit around the table and we, we eat together and we laugh together. And there's always great food. Uh, Teresa is known as Chicken Salad Teresa because that's her go-to meal. She, that's, that's what she does. She's, yeah, yeah, all snacks, all snacks. And it's all, and so we eat. And in the eating, there's, you know what? Some of the greatest revelation in the Bible happens around a table. Some of the greatest moments, why did, why did Jesus say, here's one thing you must always do. It's called the Lord's table. And it's to sit around a table and to eat meals and remember what Jesus has done for us. He, he instituted it as, as important as gathering together. How many of you are glad that hospitality is locked in, the, the whole thing of our Bible, of the way we're to, to gather together? Hospitality is such a fun part. Of, of connect groups and we, we enjoy these relationships and you know I, I remember when I was uh, when I was the youth and young adult leader in this church in its very early days and we probably it was quite a while ago we had quite we had a number of people uh, 17 years that we've been the senior pastors of this church by the way to this week right this week Danny and I became the senior pastors there we are we got um, given some flowers this morning and uh, we were honored and Thank you for loving us. You make pastoring such a joy, such a jo- pastoring. I said that sounded bad, didn't it? Anyway, um, what am I? What am I saying? All right, okay. So, young, youth and young adults. I was the leader. We were we were in the pink house on Bradman Avenue. This is my three of us would meet together. We, we lived in this pink house. It was it was re- it was the boys' house. It was the bachelor pad. Uh, it was right opposite the river on Bradman Avenue. It's now a whole set of units, okay? But it became the young adult connect group house, and there was maybe eight or ten of us, and we would gather together. It was a crazy house. It was it was lots of fun. It was I don't know who designed it. It had carpet the whole way through there, even in the toilets. It had carpet, and that is not a cool idea in a boys' bachelor pad to have carpet. Just don't think about that too much, but it was just not a cool idea. It got demolished. It needed to be demolished. But for a couple of years, it was the, it was the connect group place that we would gather. And I remember people getting saved. I remember uh, some of your mum got saved and was, was coming to our house, Miranda, and, and others, and they would just come and hang out and learn all about God, and these great friendships would be developed. I remember one of the things I specifically remember is that they would come and raid our Milo tin. Like, seriously, there was one girl who would have about eight loaded teaspoons of Milo. It was really, it was putting a dent in the budget, really, as, as bachelors trying to work out living alone. But we would, we would just get together, we would pray, we would laugh with so much laughter, so much fun. And something about that, it puts the courage of God into you. When you gather with others, and we're in a world where isolation is a big issue. There's so much connection through media, but isolation is one of the most challenging issues of our generation. Princess Diana said loneliness is the, is the number one epidemic of her generation. I believe it's getting worse and worse. 
So when you make a commitment to a connect group to gather when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it, when you take that little step out of like, oh, I'm going to someone's house, I don't know, are they going to be weird? Is this, what's this going to be like? When you step over that line, uh, they probably will be weird, but they'll be nice weird, okay? But when you step over that line and start to go to, to, to a connect group, you're going to find that, that, that something pours into your life of relationship in the way that God intended you to be. Not just love God together in worship, but love one another, strengthen one another. Surveys, I've, I've got an article here about hundreds of surveys uh, that, that, that um, will prove this point of how healthy we become physically and emotionally when we strengthen our social connections. Connect groups will do this. They will boost their ch- your chances of surviving life-threatening illnesses. You'll have stronger, more resilient immune systems. Your mental health will be improved. This is all being part of a connect group. You'll live longer than people who don't have um, emotional support. So one of the tests they did at Yale University, they had 194 people who had heart attacks, and they reported that those who had emotional support, relationships around them, were more than three times likely to be alive six months later. And the, the distinguishing factor was relationships. It was people that they put around their life. See, the devil wants to isolate you. The devil wants to separate you from people. He wants you to feel like you're just going to put your head down and soldier through. But God wants to connect you to people. He wants you to get together with a group of people. You'll find, this is other surveys have found this, that people with this strong social support are less likely to suffer from depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses. Mental illnesses are the scourge of this current generation. That's this whole issue of of self-hate and depression and comparison and isolation but when you get together with real people and you love one another and you laugh and you eat and you pray and you you encourage one another and you tell your stories when we get together like that there's something happens the bible talks it about about us building one another up you you the bible talks about um what the others the other joints supply it's like being connected to other people in the body and life flows one to another connect groups are awesome they're a place where we let me get this right enjoy hospitality and friendship see here's the thing if you show me your friends now i'll show you what you'll look like in the future if you if you show me the people that you spend most of your time associating with that will be exactly the way you become the bible says this in uh, proverbs it says don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul you wanting to get out of, of the way you've operated, destructive thought patterns, different ways of, of, of approaching life that's got you to where you, do, you, you want to stop and, and approach it a different way. One of the best ways is to get around some people who, uh, and I think Teresa said this this morning, who are where you want to go, who, who are living the life that you want to live. And you ca- so much is caught when we hang around with others. Okay, we're doing all right. We enjoy hospitality and friendship. And the last thing is, you, in, you exercise your spiritual gifts. And I'm going to get the keyboardist to come on up for the last few minutes, if you would, tonight. You exercise your spiritual gifts. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says this, God has given each one of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Everyone in this room has been given spiritual gift from God. At least one. Every one of us in this room. And the spiritual gift is not for you. 
The spiritual gift is to serve those who are in your church. Therefore, the only way we're going to be the, the stronger church as we really have been destined to be is if you're using your spiritual gift. If you're using the gift that God's placed inside of you. Now, here's the thing. It's not like you're a Christian for two years and you get spiritual gifts. When you get born again, you get spiritual gifts placed inside of you because they come with being born again as a new person. The Bible says you are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand. So you got spiritual gifts. So when you, here's what I love about, about the small group environment. It's the place you develop your gifts. I reckon years ago, I, I ran a small group in Victoria in, my, in, in a home with about four or five people. We were in this isolated town of 200 people. And I, I remember just the, the discipline of learning to prepare things that were going to encourage people. So I, I had this little, little gift of, of preaching, but it didn't start with a pulpit. It started with three or four people. Just that I wanted to encourage, that I wanted to love, and, and that I had to dig into the Word of God and had to pray for. And so that small group, that became the, the atmosphere for me to exercise my spiritual gifts, to, to learn, to grow, to stir them up. Some of you here have got the gift of hospitality. And you open your home up, and you might not be the Connect Group leader, but you open your home up for the Connect Group to meet there, and you're creating an atmosphere where the life of God flows into people. That's a spiritual gift that, that builds and strengthens people. Some of, some of you have got the, the gift of teaching. And so you're going to be able to open up the Word of God to other people and help them grow in their spiritual walk. Some of you have got the gift of encouragement. And you go along to Connect Group and, and others around you, are just, they're just going to feel better about life. They're going to feel like they can overcome that problem. They're going to feel like they're going to make a difference. What is it? It's like your words to them will be as if God is speaking to them. That's because you've got the gift of encouragement. Some of you have, have got the, the gift of administration, of, of like of leadership, and you're organizing it. And if we didn't have you, no one would turn up. No one would know where to go. Danielle's got this little WhatsApp group. We're making sure that all of the stuff is sorted for the food, that, that someone that we're going to have not just a whole lot of garlic bread this week, and that's it. I think we're going for some chocolate fondue this week just to spice it up, which will be awesome. But the, the gift of administration, organization, makes sure that it all works together. You exercise your spiritual gift. Maybe you're praying for one another, and someone's sick, and you begin to pray, and your hands start to get hot. And that heat is the power of God in your hands, and you've got the gift of healing. And Connect Group is the first time you get to pray for someone who's sick, and you pray for them, and healing begins to flow into their body. How does that? Well, and you, and you have the great joy. See, the happiest Christians, research will show you over and over again, the happiest Christians are people who are using their gifts to build up other people. So if your mentality is, it's for me, it's for me, it's for me, it's for me, you, you, that, that'll last about two months. And you've got to go, you've got to do what I call a, the turnaround. The turnaround moment is where you go, hang on a minute. Someone turned around and paid it forward to me. My, I'm going to grow the most, be the happiest as a Christian when I realize I've got something that someone coming behind me needs that I can give to somebody else. It's your gift. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be you're praying for someone in your connect group and you just get a little picture. You get, a little, you get a, a little thought comes to your mind. You see a little picture. You, you, you imagine something, and it's, it's the gift of prophecy in you. And you share that with them, and bing, the light goes on, and they feel super encouraged. And you didn't need a microphone. 
You, you didn't need a. You didn't need people to all look. You 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 just were. Ex- you're using the gift that God's given you to encourage somebody else because that's actually what all the gifts are for: to strengthen, to comfort, to build up other people. That's it's so awesome. Connect group is the place where you get to learn and to grow in that. What it's like to see miracles. Maybe you've got a gift of faith and someone's facing an impossible circumstance and the gift of faith, you you can just see they're going to get that job you're praying for. Their business is going to turn around. You, you carry, you've got a gift from God of faith. And they, it's just like they get up beside you and that thing that's on you, you know, you're around each other and they, they go away feeling like, you know what? I'm going to just press into God a bit more. I've got faith that this thing's going to turn around. I got it because we, we got together. We need one another. And connect groups are the place for us to exercise our spiritual gifts. They're just three simple things. A little thing, less than 1% of your time. If you made a commitment to be part of a great connect group, and there are so many in our church, I think there's out the outside there's a folder with all the different ones there, but you'll find this is what will happen. You'll experience healing and freedom. We need one another to take the grave cloths off our past, to step into a new day. We, we need to enjoy hospitality and friendship. What are you going to be eating this week in Connect Group? Come on, something awesome. Why not? Some of the great friendships are built around food together. And finally, we need to exercise our spiritual gifts. Can I just pray for us together right now? Why don't you close your eyes? Father, I thank you tonight that when Jesus came, you placed him with 12, with friends, with disciples. He didn't do life alone. And you want to place us with people to do life with. And I'm asking this week as we gather as a church in connect groups for hospitality, to pray for one another, to learn from one another, to encourage one another, to laugh together. I'm asking that your presence will be with each one of us. That you'll help us. That there'll be, Lord, for, for those in this room right now who haven't taken that step to join a connect group, I'm asking Holy Spirit, just for that little push, that little prompt, this is the next step for you. Help them to find the right group. Let the life of God flow through us to one another this week as we gather. In Jesus' name.